everyone. My name is Ben and welcome to Behind the Bathrooms, a podcast about bathrooms, business and everything in between. Joining us on this episode, we have a very special guest, interior design consultant, Catherine Kerwin. She has done amazing work at Coco Republic, Max Sparrow, Thomas Hamlin Associates, as well as helping the Valley Bathrooms design client bathroom projects. Today's episode is a very popular topic, which is designing your dream bathroom. And I know we won't be able to answer every question, so if you have one we didn't answer, feel free to send us a message through the Novali Facebook or Instagram. Now, without further ado, let's start the episode. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to Behind the Bathrooms. How are you today? Hi, I'm good, thanks. And that's great. Hey, Steve, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Ben. All right, we're going to jump in, Catherine and Steve, and we're just going to learn a little bit more about your your background in design, Catherine, if you don't mind. So the first question is, um, what sparked you to become a designer? Um, I think um, I've just been doing interior design, I think, all my life as a child, um, progressing through to my adulthood. Um, I've just always had an interest. Um, The first thing that I did was design and uh, fit out my bedroom when I was able to have my own bedroom at home, Um, you know, doing all the cushions and, and, you know, all the bits and pieces. Um, And then as I was getting older, um, I just had a lot of friends that always asked me about uh, my input in interior design if they wanted to sort of, um, you know, redecorate their living room or, you know, any kitchens or anything like that, I would help them out. Um, And I just guess that was a natural progression for me to um, just uh, actually study it and and build a career in interior design and decorating. Well, that's really amazing. That's usually how it starts off with, I don't know, anything creative. It's just something you you do uh, early on and it just builds up to something and people start recognizing recognizing this work and it just becomes a career. So that's fantastic. So uh, you said you went to, you studied for it. So um, how did school help you with interior design? And is it something that is for everyone that everyone should do? Um, yeah, so look, I studied at the Sydney Design School at St. Leonard's um, and, oh, look, I just learned so much from um, just the basically the steps it takes to become an interior designer, what's involved, um, all that sort of stuff. So um, that information um, I kind of knew a little bit about. I was doing that naturally, but obviously there is a very, very, um, you know, there is a step um, that you take in terms of, um, you know, of design. Designing, designing a space. So um, you definitely need all those technical skills as well. Um, so, yeah. It definitely just um, consolidates and kind of uh, fortifies just what you kind of know just naturally, intuitively, and it just takes it to that level that's ready for um, the professional world. So definitely agree with that. Yeah. And you have been an interior designer and an, and an interior decorator. Can you explain to the listeners the differences between the two and how they go hand in hand. Okay, so um, what an interior decorator does, um, they actually change the look um, with finishes and furniture. They change the ambience of a room, the mood, they bring colour in and they do it in an existing space. Um, now, the difference with an interior designer is they do all of those things um, but what they also do is um, they work with the structure of the walls as well. So um, if a space requires uh, a number of different rooms in that they will um, sort of work in with the structure as well so yeah 
Yeah, that that is really um, good to point out because I got confused myself, but um, it's a very great distinction because, yeah, being a decorator is working, usually working with an existing space, as you said, whilst the interior designer works a lot more with like structure about materials and just kind of feels as, as well as that. So... I just, um, you have quite some experience working in furniture. Has that experience benefited um, in your other roles, such as bathroom design? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, it's it's very similar in terms of um, with the client. So, um, you know, a customer will walk into a store as that they would walk into um, to engaging in a bathroom renovator. Um, it's really the same process is that they are actually coming to you with a problem. So whether that problem is for an existing uh, living area or a dining area that they need to be resolved, it will be exactly the same with a bathroom renovation. So the, um, the customer is actually coming to you with the problem and um, they're seeking for a solution for you. So um, so what you do in, in, in tact is um, assist them through the process. Mm, that is a great point that you pointed out, that design is really a lot about solving problems and issues and finding a creative solution to that. So would you be able to elaborate on what are common problems that clients would have, say, for um say for furniture or a bathroom design? Yeah, so um, so if somebody's coming in, for example, for um, a re-sort of furb of their living space, they'll come in and um, and then you just go through the process of asking them the questions of, you know, what is not working in the space um, or what what are you seeing, what are you envisioning happening in that space? So, for example, if it's a living space, um, you know, obviously they want some seating in there. You ask them questions like the do they need, you know, are they watching TV in that room? Are they entertaining in that room? How many people use that space, um, you know, through the day or on a day-to-day basis? So then you have to consider seating, you know, how much seating you're going to have in the space. And then you start going through all those processes of, um, you know, the logistical side, the functional side of the room. Um, and, and then once you've sort of answered all those questions, then you can start designing and making the space look beautiful. Um, So then when it comes to bathroom renovations, it's exactly the same process. So the customer is going to come to you and is going to ask, they've got a problem that they need resolved. So, um, you know, the usual problems are, you know, my bathroom's really old. Um, I want an update. Um, You know, my bathroom's not functioning very well. Um, You know, all our family's grown. We need a little bit more functionality in that that space in terms of storage, in terms of, you know, um, we need a bathtub in here it doesn't currently have one so all those problems are still the same sort of um, issues that customers come to you for assistance Um, and so once you work all that out for them and you do a floor plan and you sort of um, talk about that space then um, unfortunately interior design interior decorating does happen at that second stage so that second stage is actually making that space look beautiful feel beautiful and um, and 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 all that sort of fun stuff of um, selecting beautiful colours and beautiful tiles, for example, for a bathroom and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah, and that's an amazing point that you just um, explained there is that design is usually, and that kind of side of decorating design, it comes later after addressing all these needs that actually for the room or for that space. And I'm actually wondering uh, with clients, do they usually, are they aware of this or do they come to you kind of 
having an idea what they have in mind without addressing those key issues beforehand? Yeah, look, some customers do actually know what the problem is um, in that space because they're living in it every single day. So they might come directly to you and say, look, you know, this isn't working for me. Um, This is what I think I want. Um, So you go through that process anyway. Um, Others just have a a picture, an image of what they'd like to see in that bathroom. Um, So they're sort of um, taking it from a different... sort of taking it from the end product rather than um, from the beginning of the process, which is actually resolving the the problems that they have. Um, So, um, so, uh, you know, it's it's just a matter of redirecting and and starting at stage one. Um, With with the image that they have in mind of what they'd like to see at the end, um, but that does happen further down the track. And, um, yeah, obviously we want to get to that point where they see um, an end image that they, they see themselves living in and experiencing and of course you want that for your customers so yeah absolutely I think um having design kind of imported from that process and understanding about needs wants and form function all those design elements is so important for just a space something that you're going to be using every day and just something that you'll be living in experiencing in using all the senses to kind of live with that so that is an amazing point that you've just said there, Catherine. Yeah, and I think um, also, you know, you can have an absolutely beautiful looking bathroom, but if it doesn't work functionally, um, you're not going to care about how, how good it looks. You're just going to be annoyed because it's not actually functioning for you on a day-to-day basis. So um, that's really, really important to point out because um, what you want to do, if you if you do miss that part of the process, it just doesn't matter how good looking that bathroom is um, it's just not going to work on a day-to-day basis. So Yeah, absolutely. Actually, now we can ask a question to Steve um, in terms of, in terms of um, the whole holistic process from um, talking to a client for the first time to getting to that build process. Where does the um, interior design element fall in that place? Um, I, I've noticed from our, our point of, you know, our point of contact with a customer can be at different points, right? So we we may have a customer that's contacted us and they've got <clears throat> full architectural drawings and design element uh, all, all completed and we're just doing the build process. But more often than not, they'd be engaging a bathroom renovator first and then that bathroom renovator is going through um, what they might call, you know, some design constraints and issues but they're not probably doing it in the fashion sorry they aren't doing it in the fashion that a designer would be if they don't if they aren't trained in that aspect so as a bathroom renovator you're going in there and trying to resolve the the technical and practical um, buildability issues for a customer and understanding what they want so for us we when we're going to a customer from the beginning it's understanding why they're doing it so like Catherine sort of said, you know, is it is it just leak? Is it leaking? Is it just tight and old? Is it not working? Are the kids growing up? We really want to understand why they're doing it, and then try to give them all the options that are available to give them what they want. Uh, and that's just sometimes it's a simple, you know, we're in a three story uh, walk up and we can't move the drainage, so we're limited to what we can do. We've got a window that we can't touch because it's a strata. We've got a door that we can't relocate. So those those sort of items from a build point. Will, will limit what you can do moving moving those things around. And then what happens for us is we usually resolve 90% of those issues. More often than not, it's it's we're sorting out those things and then uh, from us and how we operate, then the design aspect sort of 
confirms what we've um, built out in a scope and then helps give the customer an experience in uh, a different perspective. So you don't have a a tradie bathroom renovator who hasn't got the experience in design. And yeah, we've done, you know, hundreds, thousands of bathrooms and we've been able to see what works and what looks good and what doesn't. And because we've built up a catalogue, we can help narrow it down. But without the help of, say, Catherine to finalise that, the customer doesn't have that experience. Like say say a typical question from um, a customer for me when I'd be quoting jobs, it'd be, you know, you're in a heritage or a federation style house, can you put in a modern bathroom? Does it have to be part of the house? So my answer might not be right, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the customer's going to have a lot more confidence when, like for me, you can build whatever you want. There's a door on there. If you want, you, you want what you want, you put it in that room. I don't, I don't see that as an issue. Some designers, and that's why I want to ask Catherine like what she thinks, you know, like if you've got a customer that's asking that question and you're in a full period home, um, are you able to? Do whatever you want in that bathroom. Does it matter? Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on? I think it just depends on the personality of the, of the client. Of the client, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, anything can be done. It is their home, and um, at the end of the day, you do want them to enjoy their space. Um, if they're asking those questions, me personally, I do like a bathroom or a kitchen or any space to to sort of marry into the current space. Yeah. So um, when I do go for the client visits, one of the first things I do ask is about the rest of the house, um, how they live in the house, are they doing any further renovations, do they like the style of the house? So we sort of work out um, the forward plan of the the actual entire space. Um, you know, are they going to, you know, further renovate their bedroom if they've got, they're doing their ensuite, all that sort of stuff, just to make sure that it all sort of marries and talks to each other. Um, the last thing you want to do is to have, you know, um, a, a home that's really talking talking to each other and then you walk into a bathroom that's really just got enough, you know, it's just a completely different look and feel and all that sort of stuff and it doesn't really talk to the rest of the house. So, um, that's yeah. that's why we like Catherine to come and uh, design <laughs> yeah. the bathrooms because, and I know the challenge from being a bathroom, being a tradie, being a bathroom renovator, and especially in the early stages of renovating, you, you're not really aware of how the design aspect can actually make the bathroom a hell of a lot better than what what you as a tradie or a bathroom renovator think when you you say we're, we're designing it. We're not really, um, yeah. but we're just you know coming up with what's going to go where. Um, and you know we used to leave the customer a lot of the time, and we trust we trust our suppliers and we trusted our suppliers' advice on on helping with the design. But there is a big difference uh, between having a professional designer uh, go in there and be able to put their advice and suggest uh, after after we've even gone in from a um, like I said from a buildability point. Um, we've we've found it uh, fr- from a customer's point. The the benefit of having that has just given them a completely different bathroom to what it would have been if it was just left up to our own device. Yeah, and I'm actually very curious of when you're having this conversation with the client in terms of design and decorating. Do they 
do you are they aware of when they need to have a designer in and where it's a good time to kind of introduce the interior designer or is it kind of just left up to just that open conversation and then just see what happens from there? Oh, I think it's different for every customer. I think Catherine's going to have to answer when she thinks it's the best time. I think for, for us, we, we found it really good that we can go in there, understand the space, understand what they want. We, we are trying to delve deep into that. So we sort, we sort the build part out, we then engage and, and Catherine comes in and she can then take it from there and make sure that the, the selections are, are right and everything's going to work and everything's going to look pretty and, and um, you know, it's almost like double-checking our work and then giving the customer – to me it's a different perspective. So now the customer's got our perspective on the build bit and now, now they've got Catherine's perspective on, on the actual design bit. Like I, I had a customer not that long ago um, – had a couple of bathrooms done by us a couple of years ago, wanted us to do another bathroom and a laundry and the customer was just use the same products, right? So use the same products as we did before and I'm like, yeah, okay, that that's easy. We'll just use the same products and then I thought, well, I've still got to build a PC list. I've still got to build this list out, um, go back and find out and and um, create a per- uh, purchase order list, right? And then I thought, no, look, what, what we'll do is I'm actually going to send Catherine out, uh, even though they'd already resolved it and they've gone, we're just going to keep it all the same and send Catherine out. And the reason we've sent Catherine out is as well because at the end of the day, and I've spoken about this before, we we do value our time, right? So either I'm going to build a list out for the customer and it's just going to get done because that's what they've said or it's going to be, Catherine, can you please go through with the customer and have a look at, what they could potentially do and just put your different uh, flair on it. Now this customer's got uh, an additional bathroom and a laundry which has got Catherine's flair on it which has changed from what they said just do it the same as what was there before and now they've got this space. There's no extra cost. There's no extra. It's just that flair of a designer's experience to come in there and go, have you thought about this? What about that? And what what I found is a lot of our customers, they, they just want that um, – Someone to say it's okay to do. Yeah, they're yeah. a little bit scared to to make that decision. And I think as a tradie and as a bathroom renovator, we're scared to say, "Hey, look, go go a little bit out there and do this." Because for me, I'm like, like I don't want the responsibility personally to, <laughs> to at the end of the day to say, "Oh, I don't really like that." But when a designer comes in with their knowledge, experience, and they can actually say to a customer, "You know what? It's okay. That's going to look great. It's it's never not going to look great." So, so they just want someone behind them to go. It's okay. You're allowed. To, you're allowed to go a little bit outside of your comfort zone, yeah. and you will be happy with the end product. Yeah. And that, and that's what then that's what Catherine's been able yeah, to do. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's just a lot of lot of clients that just want your sort of um, acknowledgement as well, and yeah. just um, yeah, just like a tick of, of approval. Um, and there's other things that you know we you might talk about. Um, you know, if if the size of the sink is correct or the position of the tap is 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 right. Um, you know, um, if the space is dark, that maybe that they may have not considered that um, to open it up. And, and lighten it up and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, you, you kind of fine-tuning it a little bit, um, but at the end of the day you kind of go, yep, yeah, it's, it's a great design and, and, you know, it's going to look fantastic and, um, yeah, and then you just go for it. Yeah. yeah, I definitely recognize the value of just having someone at the end of the day, at the end of the process before building that saying, yep, this is all good. This looks fine. This is what you're looking for. And it's going to end up where you're going to 
uh, what you're kind of wanting to achieve because I guess once you've built the bathroom, there's there's an issue. There's you can't really go back, or it's you know you're gonna it's quite expensive to rip something off and redesign it. So just getting that final check and just that final okay is um, just priceless so definitely 100 percent behind that and i think um you were talking talking earlier about if there's like sizing just checking sizing issues or just the final checks say that there is something that comes up that may conflict of what the client wants and you find that catherine uh how does that work when you communicate to steve is that when you guys go back to the drawing board or what's the process like if you find something that might not work and there might need to be some revisions yeah, I mean, um, we haven't really experienced a lot of that um, working with, with Steve and the team. Um, I guess with the process as well, um, it's quite thorough. Um, like we said before, you know, Steve and the team will come in. Um, they they will talk about the floor plan um, because they know their, their business. You know, they've been doing it for a really, really long time. They, you know, um, naturally, you know, after all this time, know what's going to work and what's not going to work. So um, at the stage when I go in, um, I, I rarely, rarely change the floor plan. Um, the only time that um, there might be some sort of questions asked is is the restrictions of the building. So, um, you know, if uh, a customer's, um, you know, now deciding that they want a freestanding bath um, and the plumbing works are going to change a little bit, that they're the sort of little bits and pieces that I will go back and talk about. Um, but And then, you know, if people want niche walls and then there's, you know, there's a wall issue there, um, just, just twe- it's really about tweaking. It. It's 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 really not major works. Um, all those kind of major problematic works when it comes to construction has been resolved already before I I come into the into the process because you know Steve and the team um, they're just all over it. They they know the questions to ask. They've, they've resolved those issues yeah. before I walk in. So wow, yeah. fantastic. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off course because I think we haven't covered of um, how did you get into contact with Navali and how did you start working with Navali? Yeah, it's um, interesting. Um, I uh, had a customer who came through when I was working um, as an interior decorator at Freedom uh, Freedom Furniture and um, I helped her decorate her home. And um, through the conversation, she said, oh, look, you know, next I'm going to be doing my bathrooms. Um, could you help me with that? Um, so I said, yeah, look, when, when you get to that uh, point, just give me a call and I'll, I'm happy to come and help you. Um, and that was probably about a year later. Um, and then once I came in uh, to talk about the design of her bathroom, um, she had already engaged in the Valley bathroom. So, um, so yeah, I assisted her with the uh, decorating and the design of her bathroom, um, selecting all the finishes. Um, we talked about the floor plan and all that kind of stuff and it was pretty much exactly the way that uh, Navali had uh, done the floor plan. Uh, and then um, she just kept raving on about uh, about the company and um, the process and all that sort of stuff. And um, and then it was um, the it was Marina actually here at Navali that um, actually contacted me and said, look, we really like what you did um, for this customer. Um, would you like to sort of come on board? We're thinking of of um, expanding our services to include interior design and decorating. So, yeah, that's how we kind of got started. Wow, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and we absolutely loved Catherine's work. So we're, we're together now working. <laughs> yeah. But this is interesting. So this is something that I wanted to bring up because that uh, the, the customer there – she's engaged you first. She did at that point, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. more often than not, um, like I said, we're getting engaged first before 
a design has even probably even thought of from yeah. some customers. Would you say, like from from a bathroom renovator, I I would feel more comfortable looking at a job and understanding what can what can be done in that job, and then saying, okay, Catherine, he, here you go, here's a bit of free reign. But yeah. I, I now know the job. Would you say from a customer's point of view, it would be better to engage a designer first or have a builder check out what's possible and, and sort of limit or minimise the scope to understanding like we can only put these things in Yeah, I think bathroom. it's really, really important. Um, I think it's important for a, a builder that go, to go in who actually really, really knows um, the, the room, yeah. so really knows the bathroom you know, um, functionality of a bathroom yeah. and the building constraints um, of the space. Um, so obviously somebody who has been in the business for a really, really long time um, and then I think engage in the designer after yeah, that yeah. to help with the process because yeah. the designer is going to go in there and ask all those questions anyway yeah. um, about the functionality. So if that's already done um, by the time the designer comes in, then it's an easier process um, for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I, f- I found that that would be the um, easier way. What I found when we've been asked to let's say quote jobs or do jobs, where there's been another designer or an architect or someone who's drawn up plans, more often than not we'd be visiting to have a look to quote, and there's there's a good chance that those plans don't work. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. And then it's a cost. Yeah to the customer because they're going back, they're revising based on some challenges or things that aren't possible in the room. Um, Even as a a tiler, I remember, you know, many, many moons ago, we'd be on a site and there'd be architectural drawings and it's like, no, that's not going to work, that's not going to work because they've drawn something nice on a bit of paper or back then, you know, we've got the set of plans and they just didn't work all the time. Yeah, and I think you really do need to have an open conversation as well, just keep those that communication open right through the process because, you know, you might come across sometimes where um, it's a little bit conflicting of what the designer has actually um, specced and what, you know, you go into a job, you find you, you might find some other issue yeah. as you're doing the job um, and then it's, it's really a matter of coming together and working yeah. that, once again, I always go back to the problem, resolving that problem. So whether it's for functionality or whether it's for design or whether it's for construct, um, I think it's just about, you know, um, resolving that, that yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with the relationship that you guys have within the process, I'm wondering how long for like just like a standard bathroom design, how long does it take for, to, to design a bathroom? Uh, for, well, from us, we're going in there again. It's pretty quick to understand what the customer wants and design it from a practical, technical building point. Um, but the design bit, when Catherine's engaged, how long does it take you, Catherine, to take a customer from a scope of work? So we, we give you a yep. scope of works and yep. we give you a, a floor plan layer. Yep, that's right. And then yep. from there, how long does it take? And I know some customers probably <laughs> will go back and forth a hundred times, but how long does it generally take for a customer to resolve the um, decisions that they need to make with yeah, you? Yeah, look, it's not a it's not a long process at yep. all. Um, the way that um, that I work with you guys is um, you give me that information, so you've been in, um, they've signed up with you, um, and then it's really about a process of meeting up with the customer in their home, um, and then you go through. Um, you, you, I start asking all those questions again yeah. about the functionality of the space just to make sure that where everything is going to go is actually um, going to work for them. Yeah. Um, and then um, then we 
go through the the whole, um, you know, all the PC items. So we go through, um, you know, what kind of vanities they're after. Do they want floating vanities? Do they want, you know, to floor uh, the size? Do they want double basins? All that kind of stuff. So we go through absolutely everything. Um, and then we go through the look and feel. So we do that all on site um, at, at the meeting um, and then we go away and um, then we go and do all the shopping, which yep. is fun. We do all the tile shopping, we do all the, the um, PC selection shopping, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously that all gets quoted up um, and then um, it's just a matter of, of the process of being approved and all that kind of stuff and then um, yeah, then, then, then you're away. Do, do you so, usually at the end of a meeting have just one PC list or do you find that? Yeah, it just depends on the customers. Um, sometimes they're a little bit unsure about what sort of finishes um, that, that they want. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe they might be thinking, um, you know, a chrome finish or a brush brass and they're not really, really haven't made that decision. So we'll talk about the design aspect of that as well, yeah. of how it's going to look um, if you choose to go with chrome um, and how does that tie back with the rest of the design. So then I might have two different options then for a backsplash type yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff. So it's to it's to really just gain the best uh, design look and feel um, with a couple of options. But pretty much when we go and do the PC selection list, um, we have got a very definite idea about yeah. how that bathroom is going to going to um, look at the end. And you know, you need your client to be on board with that because at the end of the day, um, you know, I might have ideas about design, but I walk away from that project and these people are going to be using their bathroom yeah. every single day. So I, I always say to to our clients, um, I don't want you to love your bathroom. I, I, want, I don't want you to like your bathroom. I want you to love it. Yeah. I want you to walk in there and say, I just love this space. It works well and it looks stunning. It looks stunning. So that's always the result that I aim for. So, Do, do you find at the end of that appointment or during that appointment they're really looking at you for, for all the guidance? Or do you think they? Yes, some some customers do. They just have they just no really idea. have no idea in mind. So once again, you know, I will look back to what they currently have in their home, and we've had that discussion. You know, what, you know, do you like this home? Are you renovating yeah. it? What do you like? Or I might, you know, pick something that they've just purchased, like you know, a, a vase or, an, or a piece of artwork or something, just to give me yeah, yeah. Just to give me some sort of idea of what they might like in their bathroom. Um, so yeah, I kind of draw the inspiration from there. So, um, yeah. Do, do you think at that appointment as well uh, the consideration is more about the look and feel over price of the PC list? Um, so there's always the options. There's always the options because, yeah. um, you know, some customers will have an end result, like I said, you know, they'll have an image that they've saved on Pinterest or something yeah. like that and they really want this bathroom to look like that image um and all you know I always I'm always guided by that as yeah. well um and then we go through the process okay um so what you've currently been quoted is this um if we change it up and we go for this which is you know a different um a different look a different feel yeah. a different sort of standard of product this is what it's going to cost and um usually it's like okay well let's just see how we go um and you know look, most of the time um once all those elements do come together it's really hard to to look at the alternative yeah um it's it, it is actually really really hard but um you know there's always so many different variations of having that same look so um you know if you're at an entry level price but you, you you've seen something that's you know a much much higher budget um you know we 
we try and work it all out. Yeah, you can you can usually find there's just so much product out there. So um, yeah, there's always a solution. So yeah, because for for us, our PC list, the price on the PC list is just a guide for a customer. So let's say the let's say the labour material is you know twenty thousand dollars, and the PC list might be six thousand dollars. That six thousand dollars is really up to the customer to decide whether they want to maintain that six thousand dollar budget or they don't really care too much about that. They just want what they want and they they know they're going to be in this house for the next 10 years and um, they just want it to be right because every time you're going into that bathroom, uh, there is a feeling, isn't it? It's it's a little bit different to what it was 20 years ago. You're going into this bathroom and it's a bit of a sanctuary for, for some people. They go in there and I think, you know, a few people probably do their best thinking in the shower and, you know, you have a nice shower head and, you don't really worry about the extra $80 it costs you if it's going to be a nice shower every time you're in there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, we do give them a PC lease beforehand, you know, just sort of as a ballpark. Um, most people are really savvy, you know. There's the internet, There's, there's they yeah. can search for products. They know what's out there and they know what things cost. Yeah. So you're not surprising them in any way, shape or yeah. form. Um, so, um, you know... The decision or the guidance has already been set in their mind anyway. So once you do go shopping, um, they're just not surprised yeah. at, what, at what things cost. So it goes back yeah. to us setting expectations and, yeah, then, and then they can make the decision themselves. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. 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 And just a question directed towards Steve. Yeah. Um, I think within this industry, is having an interior designer something that's standard or is that something that's a relatively new um, kind of phenomenon right now? Oh, I think back in the day it wasn't. It wasn't standard. It's becoming more standard because there's an actual need for it. So we've, we've found the uh, experience for a customer having Catherine come in there and design and help with that aspect of it. And then when we take over from the delivery part, um, it, it just changes the experience for a customer. We've we've managed to do it years gone by without a designer, but it's different. So for us, I think it will just become mainstream. We we found our customers have really really um, gravitated to the fact that we've got this offering with Catherine being able to go out there and design the bathroom. They've it's like. Um, um, Catherine works really closely with Arthur, who, who does a lot of our estimating. Uh, and, you know, I've spoken to Arthur about this a lot of the times and he sees how the customers actually really want this design element. And I think it comes back to some of that fear. They just want that person to be able to come in who's experienced and knowledgeable like Catherine is and just go, let's just let's just make this the bathroom that you really want. And, again, that, that extra $1,000 here or there, they don't. They forget about it. They do forget about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, with the bathroom, it's it's very permanent for a very long yeah, time. That's right. So when you sort of um, put that sort of concept in 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 the equation, then it's like, well, this is actually, you know, if I'm looking at renovating in 15 years' time again, when mm. you really equal it out, it's not that much extra. I, I mean, that's... I, I remember probably one of the first few bathrooms that we did and I remember because we, we've got so much of a focus on... The operation, right? So the delivery of the bathroom and how we do it. <clears throat> and I remember the first few, there was, I think there was one or two there where I thought if if the owners actually don't like, because we didn't select it, they had selected it. I thought if the owners actually don't like what they've selected and how it comes to the end, all that effort that we went to to deliver them this absolutely fantastic process of a, an experience in the delivery actually doesn't mean much if they don't like 
the exactly. end product. Exactly. And it's yeah. sort of scary to yeah. spend all of that money to build something. And for us, it's disheartening if a customer at the end of it, they're not. there's no complaints about the, the how they got there and, the, and the, the, the delivery of it. It's actually the design part. So if they haven't invested that uh, extra cost, for us it's not even a cost because, like I said, our time, design's time, it doesn't really matter. It's someone's time. Um, but that extra cost of a designer to not be happy with something at the end of it, it's, it's not it's not probably a nice way to uh, end a, a very expensive spend. No, 100%. Do you have anything to add to that, Catherine? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just so, so, so important. And I think it's really, really important for, um, as a designer, um, to not sort of um, dictate, dictate a look or feel. Um, you really have to understand the customer and what they want. And, um, and you know, my job is to help them elevate that look and feel that they're after, to, to do that complete design um, and not to go against anything that they're really, really unsure of. Um, th- I mean, there are some customers who are willing to kind of um, sort of break that envelope of what they might have thought they would have gotten or, you know, and you have to really sort of um, read that really, really carefully because the last thing you want to do is design something that somebody's not happy with. And like I said before, you know, they're going to be using that bathroom um, on a daily basis, you know, several times a day for a very, very long time. And you, you do, you know, you want to walk away thinking that that customer walks into that space and absolutely loves every single element of it. So, so to me, a good point that you just raised there as well is the feedback we would get if we're going in there to to quote a job would be uh, someone's come in and told us what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's the last thing that a customer wants is for someone to come into their home and say, you can't do this or you can do that and, no, no, we do it like this and we do it like that. So, no, what what do you want? What and do let's, you want? And let's yeah. try and work with what you want. And if Absolutely. for whatever reason we can't do something, we're going to be able to explain it that clearly that they go, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And it's really yeah. about um, not about educating but giving information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if somebody is going to walk in there and just go, you, you you can't do that and this is what you're going to do, um, why? Why can't I do it's that? Why can't it's because it's easier for them. Because, yeah, yeah, why can't I do this? <laughs> That's and, what it and, is. And, you know, what, what, you know, there's no information being yeah. shared. Um, and if somebody does actually say, look, I really want this in my bathroom um, and – you know, the answer is, okay, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult for these reasons. Mm. Um, have you considered maybe doing it this way yeah. um, or maybe, you know, having this kind of look? Um, and so you always have to um, give them give an alternative that is going to work as well. Um, it's really about not about educating but just sharing that information and I think that's really, really important. Do, yeah. you, do you, Catherine, I'm just sort of thinking now when, you know, I go in and let's say look at a job and a customer says they want, X and in my head I'm like oh, I don't think that's going to look good and I don't say much I'd usually just show photos of what that would look because we've usually done something like that yeah. or um, we give three or four options to it, it doesn't matter what let's say the finish on an external corner is it an angle is it a yeah. color match angle is it a, a completely opposite you know contrasting color is it a mitered edge and yeah. Um, yeah. you know you might have a customer. Wouldn't add one for many years to say they want just like a plastic tile trim, and we'd say, um, please we, no, we, please don't. We use, we use <laughs> something else, right? Or we'd mitre it, or we'd do these other finishes. Um, how often do you find, like, you know, you've got a customer that wants something, and they don't want to change either? Like they, they've got their 
they've got their design or thought in their head and that's what they want to do. Do yeah. you do you do you just subtly give them here's a couple of things that we would do, but no, what you're what you're asking for definitely can be done. And if yeah, that's what you want, that's, that's, we will do it. Yeah, that's the better approach, I think. You know, yeah. yes, because everything can actually be be done. It's that's just right. a matter of, of price and commitment and all that kind that's of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um so um I think just always giving alternative options, you know. Um I think maybe it's better to go this way for these reasons um, and, and give that information and, you know, let the customer make a decision at the end and, you know, you're a professional and, and uh, you know, I feel that I give my design um, advice, um, whether some people want to take it or not, yeah. is, is, you know, is out of my control but, uh, you know, I try and give them as many options as possible yeah. to doing one just one thing that the customer might think, okay, I only want to do this um, this way. Yeah. So. I know, like I think a lot of the customers just don't know what's available. Like you think about um, as an example a shower hob. You know, I, I don't think we've installed a shower hob in 15 years um, and customers will think that's what they have to have. Like you might have an elderly couple that's got yeah. a shower hob there, you know, off the ground and they're like, okay, so... Um, we're going to leave this. It's like, oh, we don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't installed one of these in oh, yeah. probably 20 years. Um, yeah. They don't actually know what's available and yeah. they just want that guidance. Exactly. And so, like, no, yeah. we can get away with that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think they're really looking. Uh, more often than not, they're looking towards the bathroom renovator and the designer for um, the approval of, of everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that we, we should discuss, and I found this um, – when I was quoting bathrooms, I'll give you one one customer I went in to quote and I, I found this interesting where um, it was in a unit, it was in Marrickville, um, the, the the daughter was there designing the bathroom for for the father. The father was actually in hospital at the time, he was quite early and he was going to come back to, to the um, apartment. <clears throat> and I thought, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to turn a shower bath into just a walk-in shower, uh, make it really comfortable for the elderly gentleman that was going to come back. And the, the comment back was, uh, but what about resale? And I, after I went, oh, seriously, you know, your father's coming back from, you know, um, hospital, don't you want to make his apartment more comfortable for him? Anyway, and then I had that a few times and I, I thought, okay, this is perfect. Everyone, like there was so many people that wanted a big luxury walk-in shower, which would replace, in these smaller bathrooms, it would replace a shower bath. And I'd ask the question, how many times have you had a bath? Oh, I've never had a bath. And it's like, okay, so what would probably be good in this situation would have a walk-in shower. Yeah. They're like, oh, what about resale? And it's like, you, you know how you're thinking about this beautiful luxury large shower that you have twice a day, um, being able to use that every day? The other person that's potentially buying is thinking the same thing, exactly, right? Exactly. And now you're going to spend a lot of money, and I don't care. A lot of money is ten thousand dollars, five thousand dollars is a lot of money, twenty thousand, whatever you're going to spend on this bathroom. You are going to spend this amount of money on a bathroom that maybe one day, we don't know when that day is, you go to sell it. That maybe that person is going to want a bath. Oh. Or they're, gonna, or they're going to go, why they bloody put a bath in yeah. it? It's like, and you're yeah. building it. It's like, built, to me, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but why would you be building this bathroom for something that you don't know 
is going to happen. Unless you know I'm selling the bathroom next year, I'm in this area, there is just kids and families everywhere and it's definitely going to be yeah. maybe. Exactly. I think I, I get asked that a lot, especially with I want a tile, I, I, want, I want you to pick a tile for me that's not going to date. Yeah. Right? I don't know any tile that's not going to date. Mm. Um, so, you know, you, you have to think about um, what you want in that bathroom for yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, there, you know, there are other situations, you know, I get asked this question a lot of resale and what about resale? If we pick this, what about resale? It's like, okay, when are you going to resale? Are you doing it in the next six months to 12 months? Yeah. Then we could possibly plan for that in terms of PC choices and things like that. But if you're just thinking really nearly in five years' time, ten years' time, don't do it based on resale. Do it based on your needs, what you want in your bathroom, how you want to have that experience in that bathroom. Yeah, I, I, I would say getting in and out of a bath to have a shower twice a day for ten years. Yeah, that's not going to... Because yeah. that, that to me is ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my opinion and I've noticed other people have this real focus on resale and I'm, I, I believe that you building the bathroom like you just said now you're building it for yourself and how you're going to use it and if someone really wants something down the track let them yeah, <laughs> let exactly. them redo it yeah, let them redo 10 it. years of your life to, <laughs> to not have what you it could be you might ne- never go from that place that's right yeah uh, yep. and that's you're right. making decisions based on the unknown anyway that's what Good i point. that's what i think yeah. for that yeah yeah and yeah, like in terms of resale, is that a common thing that happens? Are people are building? I guess because the, the property market here is is very big. Um, is that a common thing that you you guys encounter that people are designing for resale? And I, I don't I don't think they're designing for resale, but it's in the back of their head. They're yeah. worried about yeah. if and when they go to sell, is it going to attract certain people? So and and it is. It's they're putting money into the, the largest investment they've got. But from a practical usability point, like I, I don't know, you just don't know. How do you know? Yeah, exactly. You don't know who's going to walk in to purchase that house. So, you know, there's so many variables. Um, I think, you know, build a bathroom that you love. That's mm. That's got to be the key every single time. So, I would yeah. say the biggest... The biggest design one would be the, the shower bath. Like if you're in a small bathroom in an apartment or in a, in a small home and there's only going to be one bathroom, I've noticed they try to cram this bathroom in. Otherwise, usually you can build it to suit yourself and have the flexibility for whoever's going to be in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's that that one probably floor plan is the main one that we get where it's a shower bath. Do we get rid of the bath? Um have you used a bath? No. Yeah, exactly. And those questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes they are still putting in a bath than having a shower over the top. Yeah. Absolutely fine if that's what they want. And and if they decide that resale is important to them and they think that, that that's up, absolutely up yeah, to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, moving on, I just have like a question that's unrelated to that, but just in general, what, what's happening contextually in the world now is that COVID's happened. And I'm just want to ask for both of you, I don't know who, who was going to start, but has COVID um, impacted the way bathrooms are designed and how they're constructed now. And do you feel like this is what's going to, these considerations need to be kind of um, kind of thought out beforehand and for the long term? For COVID for us on an operational level, 
it's it hasn't affected us greatly uh, because we, we we are we're actually a COVID safe business. We just follow the the uh, legislation and what we have to do. We um, for now we've ended up putting you know a, a big square meter right there. So how big is the floor area of a bathroom? So we know how many people we can have in. So operationally, we've adjusted and tweaked a few things. From the the quoting aspect, we've created a virtual uh, online estimate tool. Uh, we've found that you know only 10% of customers want that anyway. They still are happy for people to come through to their home. Before we go into their home, we just ask a few questions and sign off that everything's all right. So it hasn't done a great deal in, in that um, aspect. But when it comes to the design... We we are going to have a an online design um, option there for customers, so we can do that remotely. I, I've I don't think there's been an issue so far at all, Catherine. No, You've been there going hasn't. Up, no, you know, we um, take all the right protocols, and it's it's still that face to face has still been uh, the preference, even with COVID. Um, that, but but we have an offering on on a virtual estimate, and very very soon we're going to have a offering on virtual design. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I always give the clients the, the option if they want to take a Zoom meeting instead of uh, meeting face-to-face. Um, but like Steve said, you know, we take all the protocols to um, to adapt to the COVID uh, rules. So um, most people are on board, you know, as long as you're doing the right thing. Um, I think there's, there's been no issue there. So 100%. Well, we're wrapping up the show now uh, for this episode. Do you guys have any final words you'd like to add and share with the listeners out there? Oh, I just want to... Thank Catherine for, for coming today and being part of our family and doing what she does for us because I know she can, um, with her advice today, she can help a lot of these bathroom renovators out there that are, are starting out and trying to sort of understand where that limit is on building and reverse design and from a customer's point of view, being able to help them understand a little bit um, better and, and getting them to have a better product at the end of it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. thanks, guys. Anything to add, Catherine, or anything uh, else you want to no, say? No, no. Everything's been Everything's said. It's all good, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. And that is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to the Navali podcast, Behind the Bathrooms. If you have any questions or would like to reach out, feel free to send us a message on the Navali Bathrooms Facebook or Instagram. And stay tuned for our next episode. 